0: Rap Reventing. East. Coast. Watchmen. Radio. Radio. Watcher Radio represent East Coast Live Radio represent Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida on the East Coast, but in Florida. What's up, people? So with that being said, we are going to broadcast and to get Brother Allian on the line. And uh, we did have a message last week, we had some situations with the recording, which we're going to um, finish that word that we have are uh, pretty much done, but today we're going to be touching on uh, days of Noah, uh, Noah walked with God, so we want to touch on some of that, uh, look at some of those uh, verses, and try to examine the uh, landscape to see where we are prophetically. So stand by. Let's get Brother Allian on. Hold on.
1: Hey, Richard, can you hear me?
0: You're literally live. Perfect. What's up?
1: Doing great. How are you?
0: You're doing great. Is that just a good confession?
1: It is a good confession.
0: Yeah, I call I called this guy yesterday and he didn't have coffee and boy he was freaking horrifying. It's like yeah, what's up? He's like meow, meow, meow. I was like it was like a vortex.
1: <laughs> I <Unreal. do> apologize.
0: <laughs> I'm like, is that you? I'm like What
1: time did you call me?
0: Like ten AM?
1: That may have been kind of late. Okay.
0: Dude, I'm going to record it so people can see it. It's, I, I've never seen anything like it. It's like <laughs> Alan minus two cups. It's like a, a vortex. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get this going. I feel like I have stuff to say, but I don't remember it. uh um, Yeah, like stuff about uh, last week's message we had. But... um. With that being said, I want to touch on some scripture today, and specifically on the days of Noah, all right? So I just keep hearing in my spirit, man, um, I keep hearing um, as in the days of Noah, you know? And I feel the Lord is alerting me to the fact that uh, we should be examining the, the landscape, to what we're seeing i mean i'm I'm going to be honest with you folks i've been on this radio broadcast 24 years preaching about the day of the lord return and uh you might consider that a long time it's a long time but noah preached 120 years could you imagine in like the 119th year of them hearing the same message of judgment coming uh, Yeah, be a little wearing. I, I I, might even be like, you sure? But... And scripture doesn't
1: even yeah. tell us anyone got saved. So that's pretty wild faith he had preaching for 120 years and building that ark.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I've been on here 24 years. It's a long time preaching. Uh, many of my listeners have gone to be with the Lord. I remember I sent out a mailing list a couple years ago. And uh, to my old my mailing list, and I'm getting messages from, like, the daughter. Like, my mom has been dead for years, but she loved your show. And I'm like, wow, I'm sorry I messaged. I, you know, I guess she was had the email. But, yeah, I mean, many of my listeners over the years have gone to the Lord, and that's a good thing. And if I could play a little bit of a part in their journey in everybody's journey and my own journey uh, on edifying or uh, um, alerting to what I feel the Lord has shown me or Alan. And I think that's a good thing. However, I will say to you that what I am seeing now on a prophetic scope uh, is violence. I'm seeing a pang of violence, of the red horse being, you know, we saw the pale horse be poured out in 2020. Uh, We're seeing a pang of the red horse, uh, which is man-hating one another, violence. Uh, The totalitarian systems in the white horse, when you look at Revelation 6, uh, the conqueror spirit that the Lord is allowing, by the way. And you might say, you know, are we in tribulation? I think not. Um, Well, you know, things aren't specifically as revealing to us as you want them to be, as you perceive them to be. And that's the problem we have in Scripture, and I've had over the years myself. But the reason why I've corrected myself is, I've gone back and just looked at prophetic fulfillments in scripture and how they were kind of perceived to the general scope of the population at the time as being in a subpar value of fulfillment. Okay. I'm talking their perception from their perception. And I I often wondered about it. And I, I said to myself, could that happen again? And I keep reflecting on uh, Ecclesiastic, the things that have been shall be again. It says, shall be again. So if that's the word of God, and it's true, and I believe the word of God 1,000% of my being, that's all I have to live on. I don't have anything else. The Lord is all I have. The best thing that ever happened to me is the Lord. Amen. I can't look at anything. I was reflecting on it yesterday sitting here. I'm like, the Lord really is the best thing. I mean, everything really in sucks. I mean, when I reflect on what I've accumulated, what I have, what I've done, my life, uh, you know, it's all vanity. It's really not that fulfilling as the Lord. The Lord is Fulfilling to me, I reflect on the day where I, I, the Lord rescued me, and I say to myself, that was the best day of my life. Amen. What can possibly, possibly meet that level? And I was thinking about it, and I'm like, nothing has ever or nothing have, will ever take the place of that moment. To Amen. know... That I know, that I know, that I am walking with the Lord. Now, that power that brought me in is available to each and every one of us. And we should be bestowing that same revelation on as many people as we possibly can. If you know, and you feel like I do, and I know Alan feels the way I do, is the best thing that ever happened to us is the Lord... And you know it, then the best thing that can ever happen to anybody
2: around you is the Lord. It doesn't get any better, people. There never will be anything
0: better. You can get the best car. You can get the best house. You can get the best piece of property, beachfront property. I don't care. At the end of the day, the Lord is going to fill the inner being and workings of your soul,
1: period. Amen. There's lots of people in hell right now that had millions and millions of dollars, lots of fame, lots of power, lots of great, great parties. uh, And their end of their life is that them and their whole family went to hell because they never knew the Lord. And uh, so knowing the Lord is key. And the, and central to an interesting and exciting and fulfilling life. Amen.
0: Genesis 6-9. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. Now here's the key. How do we get to a place where we are walking with God? Now, That's going to be a protective place to be. I mean, that should be our prayer daily. How, Lord, how do I get to a place where I'm walking with you? I want to be in a perfect place at a perfect time when you're calling this world to correction. And that's the key of this message today is because if you know, and I know, And Alan knows that the Lord is going to call this world to correction. Then we have to understand the cup of iniquity, don't we? If the cup of the Ammonites was not full yet, God was allowing them to continue in their sin. God wasn't going to bring judgment on them yet. There was a cup. The cup of the Ammonites was not full yet. There is a certain level that is met where God will break his silence suddenly without the proper warning that you might be hoping for. And that's what I was touching on earlier. The fulfillments of scripture might not meet your expectation of what you are reading. And you might read it and say, you know what? I just
2: I'm not seeing any of this. And I'm saying to you. They were waiting for
0: Elisha reappearance and they studied scripture and a man that wore animal clothes in the woods appeared eating bugs
2: and that was the fulfillment of that scripture gee how did that happen
0: Do you see my point? We have to put on our spiritual lenses to really eyeball some of the prophetic fulfillments happening. They might not be happening to the level of what you want. Just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees, it didn't happen to the level that they wanted.
2: Elijah must return. Okay, well, he's eating bugs and wearing camel
0: skin over there. You see where I'm going with this? Does anybody see where I'm going with this?
1: Yeah, we need to rise to what the Word of God is saying rather than drag the Word of God back down to the level of our experience or our intellect. Got to have our spiritual eyes on correctly. Amen. So
0: if we know that... Alan, do you have uh, in Timothy where it says in, in the last days, uh, Paul was preaching to Timothy. Uh, can you bring that up? Activate 90% of your brain, which is Google, and mm-hmm. uh, bring that up. I believe it says uh, disobedience or violence or uh, um, where I'm going with this. As far as violence being manifesting. Now, the fulfillment of this is happening now if you don't see this i don't know what's going to help you i don't know what you want i mean the lord is making it pretty clear and pretty obvious if the lord was going to be sitting here right now speaking to you
2: he would say whoa you don't see this you don't see what's going take a look around
1: that's exactly what Jesus was like back in the day. He said, uh, why can't you see the signs of the times? He expected them to see them. God expects us to be with him at all times. Amen. So that scripture you wanted is 2 Timothy chapter 3, uh, where it says, uh, Know this, this know also, then the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away.
0: Amen. All right, there's other translations that say violent, but was fierce in there? Okay. Um, yes. Okay. An three. Fierce, no, yes. n- angry, angry, violent. Um, other translations say violent. Um, we're seeing violence like never before. I mean, and social media had a lot to play with this. Um, social media brought I remember years ago, um, fierce, violent, and angry. We're seeing violence and anger. I remember Wayne Static many years ago, getting that band Static X. He's passed away, but he um, years ago he, he, when the internet was really just forming, he said, "I won't go on the internet because." It's changing people to a level, and I believe there was wisdom in what he was saying, I remember it, that people just have no accountability, and they can talk and say whatever they want without any accountability whatsoever. And he he says, I don't like that. That was back in, what, 2000, 99? Um, And it's true. And when you keep going down the path of no accountability and you're going to talk your smack and you're getting seared to a level where you just become an evil spawn online, where you spew this evil profanity, this evil hatred, constantly sowing it and raising up others, seeds of evil, the sons of Belial manifesting wildly. These spawns are now forming in the natural and will unify together as little hate crowds and create violence. We're seeing a manifestation of Sodom, the the violence of Sodom. And what I was touching on earlier of the fulfillment of Scripture not happening the way we would want it's true. Uh, Jesus in his own... Uh, sense was baffled that they didn't understand that he was Messiah. And they were counting on a whole different fulfillment of Scripture. This is what I'm going at with this, guys. We can't... You have to hear what I'm saying. Because if it happened before, it could happen again. Again. If it happened before, if they can look at Scripture and they can say, well, wait a minute, this ain't happening the way I see it, and the level that I'm seeing it, then it can't be. I see folks all the time doing that. And I'm saying to you, wait a minute. The fulfillment of Elijah, the spirit of, in John the Baptist, was the fulfillment of Christ was in the lineage of David raised up as in the kingship of David a son of David however was not to the level of what they were expecting or what was preached to them over the years because you got to remember they didn't have bibles they were were really um leaning on Sadducees and Pharisees and also others that might have had scrolls. And they would reflect on them and and that's how they would hear the word preached. And I get it. um, That they were really equating that to be kind of a David where David would be raised king and bring them out of the bondage of Roman rule. However, that's not how it turned out. It was a different type fulfillment, a different type manifestation of being unleashed from not Roman rule, but from Satan. It was a spiritual release. That's right. And for their soul to be released from the curse of death it was a whole different manifestation of god's word and they missed it a lot of them missed it i'm not saying they all did i'm saying many missed it and i could see how i could see how because when you look at scripture and when you analyze it you're like okay it's going to be a king like unto david and let's look at what david did okay oh wow David ruled and reigned and put down the Lord's enemies and scattered them about. Okay. Well, that happened
2: because the Lord's enemies are demons. The Lord's enemy is death. But
0: was not reflected in the appropriate way. And I get it. Now, is that happening today? Is my question... I have that question, and I, I ponder. I sit here, and I ponder, and I say, you know, it is,
2: because I'm going to show you why right now. Here we go. The Lord shut
0: Noah in. Okay. The Lord shut him in.
2: The door was closed by the Lord. If the, the Lord is closing the door, it's over. There is a fullness of Gentiles spoken about.
0: Oh, yeah. People don't want to hear this. I get it. There is a fullness of Gentiles preached in the book of Luke 21. That's right. That means there comes a time where the door is going to shut. And I'm telling you, that means that the Holy Spirit drawing men to repentance is not going to be at the same magnitude. Oh, boy. Yeah, you global revivalists. I hate to, you know, tell you this. But it seems to me that God is going to be shifting back to his people. Whose people? He's go, there's going to be the partial hardening that was that was on the seed of Abraham and the lineage of. It's going to be a shifting, and that curse came on them due to unbelief. And I would I would pose the question to you: uh, Could the same curse come on Gentiles for unbelief? Yeah, God's no respecter of persons. If there was a hardening on the lineage of Abraham for unbelief. And then God's spirit moved to the Gentile, (laughs) the things that have been shall be again. Right, as Alan would say. Yes, right. So, yeah, there's going to be a drawing in of the Jew. It's just the way it is. I've done messages of this over the years, and I did a complete breakdown of the famine in the land And how when Joseph was revealed to the 12 tribes, there was weeping. And there's so many prophetic types and shadows of Joseph and Christ. When you analyze through the eyes of the spirit, there's keys. Like Joseph being tossed into the pit. Like Joseph being in captivity. Oh yeah, and being raised king of Gentiles. Get it? And then after being raised to king of Gentiles, then the unmasking, you see what I'm saying? And then they wept at the one that they cast out, the one that they sold into slavery. They, he, they sold him out. Yeah. You don't see the prophetic type and foreshadows of what happened to Christ here. Now, when you do, you understand that when Joseph was raised to king of Gentiles, that there was an unmasking to the 12 tribes. And then they wept. There was a repentance. Okay, talking famine. We're talking judgments of God. Oh boy, we're in that time now. We're talking about the manifestations um, of what we're seeing. Red horse pang, pale horse pang. I mean, come on, come on. If you're not seeing it, if you're not just tuning into it for a second and saying, well, wait a minute, this is not Kansas anymore. And we use that phrase around here. Me and Alan did a message. We're not in Kansas anymore. And me and Alan went through a lot of things reflecting on the fact that things have changed. They're not right, Alan. I mean.
1: Me it's here. the most it, it's the most uh absurd and exciting and interesting time to be paying attention to the things of politics. For example, uh stolen elections are brand new. Uh for example, uh you know, all this whole this trans stuff is brand new. And uh it's just wild and just the lying is on a level I haven't seen before, especially from that uh White House spokespersons, whoever they are, both the both the Kirby guy and that, uh, John Pierre woman. So yeah, God help us all. And, uh, and also title 42 is going to end in a few days on the 11th or something, which means endless, endless, endless illegal aliens are going to come into this country. So, uh, it's going to be a real red pill moment for a lot of people who don't pay that much attention to politics or get all their news from fake sources like corporate media. Amen.
0: Yeah. Alan's right. The lying. The brazen lies. We've never seen anything like it where this peon grung, whatever its name is, and I call them it's because I don't know if they're human. But it's up there. And it says we have brought down illegal immigration 90% from Trump. And I'm like, what, what, what is going on here, man? What are they talking about? It's like they can, like Alan said, they, no one's ever seen such a level of lying as we see today.
1: They are liars now. And also treason being passed off as some great righteousness by leaving the border open and then sending troops down there to help them come across the border. And then, um, you know, crazy stuff like busting them all the way to New York. Uh, Just just crazy stuff.
0: Yeah, and they're killers, a lot of them. They get guns. They shoot people. I mean, they're letting murderous drugs. Listen, guys, we're not in Kansas anymore means... We have entered a place where things are upside down, where evil's being called good, good is being called evil, and if you don't have your limbs, and remember, there's one door to the ark, on the side of the ark,
2: one door. You got one way, and that's the way Jesus spoke of it. You got to walk the straight and
0: narrow to that one door. Now, here it is. The animals went in before Nowhere and His Family. That
2: same door. There is one door, there is one path, and it is a narrow
0: path. I don't want to hear about this preaching going on where.
2: This grace overload preaching, which is bullcrap, where God just winks at it all. You can fornicate, defecate,
0: adulterate, do whatever you want. God loves you. And they use that straw man argument to just wipe you out, right? Like now, you're the bad guy. All of a sudden, because you're preaching, you're religious. You ever hear that one? They have. They always have the straw man to, thro- to to take down on you, and just completely. And it's those you don't have love.
1: You're religious. I, I boil down every. I boil down everything they say to th- to a, a three word argument. Their three word argument is, grace. You legalist. Right. That's it. That's all of it. So. Yeah. D- yeah d-
0: listen. That's the problem. Now. If you have a problem with what I'm saying, kind of, I'm just taking the word of God, verbatim, and I'm saying, is, what does is straight and narrow mean to you? If God says, be like unto him, well, uh, let me think. Is God adulterating? Is God porno-magging and online clicking, whacking himself? Is no. God sucking beers and doing pills? No. God ain't doing any of that.
1: Be ye holy, for I am holy is repeated in the Old and New Testament. Uh, as also, Jesus quotes uh, Deuteronomy when he says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. That'll give us new energy to investigate even the obscure, the the dark parts you know the obscure parts of the old testament amen
0: i would just break down galatians five nineteen to 21 is i think second chronicle uh corinthians 6 9 do you can you activate 90 percent of your brain Alan? second corinthians 6 I can, 9
1: i can i can normally activate
0: all right let me do the sound effect he's activating oh i forgot to hit hook up my loud keyboard darn it
1: I yeah, only got me smart. a loud
0: keyboard so I could sound smart.
1: Yeah, you need all the help you can get. right? Yeah, right. I do.
0: You got me on that. All right. I, I believe it's second Corinthians six, nine. I could be off. I, 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 it's been a while. Um, but this whole infeminate thing where you think it could be a um, gay and all this the gay Christian movement, that's not going to work either. Here's the deal. You're going to hell. Okay. You're going to hell. If you don't walk with the Lord, if you don't walk straight and narrow, if you don't put off the flesh, if you don't repent and renounce and get ready, real, and right with God, you're going to hell. That's it. I said it. And you could call me a legalist. You could say whatever you want. Now, in certain cases, if people are struggling and they're doing their best to entering in, God has a gray area, I'm sure. However, to those that are brazen in it and just want to say, I will live this way, I'm going to live it, and God loves me anyway, <laughs> and, and, you're, and that's how you're going to be, you're in trouble.
1: God is gracious as long as we don't give up. He is did, gracious.
0: Did you ever literally find it, or did I have the yeah. wrong verse? I'm like you know, you, wondering if I have like you, the wrong verse.
1: No, no, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Praise the Lord, you got it right. You want me to read it?
0: I'd like to hear you say, I got it right.
1: You you, you got it right, Richard. Way to go.
0: Okay. Really right or right?
1: No, it's, it really is 2 Corinthians chapter 6. All you forgot to I say is... I thought it, verse
0: wow. 9 I had.
1: It is verse 9. It Can you literally read you it? Yeah. Here it comes, literally. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, and ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Amen.
0: There you go. Alan just read it. I mean, I can't make it any clearer to you. And I know I'm going to get messages. You're a legalist.
1: Whatever. (laughs) Okay. Forgot the grace part.
0: You know, I get the grace part. I added the gray area with the Lord. I understand it. If you're struggling and you're doing the best you can or you've been in a situation that's really traumatic uh, what? and the Lord sees and understands, the Lord is not dumb. No. He's not. He's not everything black and white. He understands where you're at. Amen. Now. Alan's going to read Revelation. Hold on. Alan, activate 90% of your brain. <laughs> doot, 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 doot. Revelations 21 8.
1: Okay, let me dig up Revelation 21. There was a
0: time where Alan didn't have Google, and he, <laughs> it was rough. Um, these kids today, they go to ChatGPT and they pull out their whole, you know, papers for school. It's like. The B system is doing all their work for them. The idiocy of this, of the Generation Z is so unreal. If you think that alone is going to sustain us, you, you don't see where, where we're at. I mean, an AI is running them. The AI does their homework. You remember when we were in school, we had to read, write, outline, uh, study, uh, go to the library. You know, there was a certain work ethic and a reward for it. This, You know, I did a message 10, 15 years ago on here about everybody gets a trophy. And I I warned everybody how that was going to be a problem. And I'm telling you, I was right. I hate to say it. The whole everything, everybody gets a trophy has created everything we're at right now. Okay, this wokeism, this... Deplatforming going on, what they're doing the folks that want to tell you the truth all has to do with everybody gets a trophy. Oh yeah. There's no reward for pressing in anymore. It's actually if you're dumber, if you're more stupid, if you have less skill, you are rewarded.
1: That's socialism.
0: And now they want to take money from you for having good credit. You worked hard. You worked two jobs. You You tried to get your credit report down to a a 740, let's say, 720.
1: You're bad. What are you choking out over there? Um, Yeah, I interrupted you. I apologize. Um, Yeah, you buy a, a used car instead of a brand new top of the line, fully decked out car, for example.
0: Yeah. So, like, you ha- you worked hard to get um, good credit. Well, the satanic Biden lizard organization run by Michelle Obama. Yeah, the pe- penis swinger. That satanic organization, which is a global organization, by the way. This is a satanic global system. This is why they really hate Russia. Uh, Russia is kind of a rebel To every Russia doesn't like the whole gay movement. By the way, I don't know if you know that, but they don't like wokeism. You know, they kind of like you know meat and potatoes. Well, that's not there. You know, the penis swinger Michelle Obama organization, Antichrist organization, does not like that. So Russia must be destroyed. Oh yeah. Man, testosterone, no, can't have it. So they want everybody to this global infeminacy, what you're seeing with Justin Trudell, what you're seeing with this administration, which this brain-dead diaper blower is not running. If you think this diaper blower, I mean, I was looking at him the other day with those dark glasses on, he tries to put them on, like, I guess wants to look like some type of like top gun person or something. I don't know. But I'm looking at him and I'm like, this guy is insane. I mean, he he belongs in some type of home. I mean, if I saw him in a home being rolled around, I mean, I used to do fire alarms in nursing homes. I had to put the the systems, run run all the smoke detectors years ago down the hallways. And, you know, I've seen, I've been up and down and all, and all the floors doing work. I used to work with Local 3, IBW, uh, doing uh, uh, electrical. And if, if I would have saw Biden being rolled around in there, I would think nothing of it. I, I would cry out to the nurse station, which would be in the center over by the elevator. Can you bring him applesauce? I'd be, something, I'd be like that. When I see Biden, I think of like, can you give him a bib? And you, can you give him applesauce? That's it. That's all I think about when I see that dude. Now, why did he become brain dead? You might say, well, hey, I'm being harsh because uh, he's elderly. And I get that. I'm, I'm older now. I'm not the same when I started the show 24 years ago. I had a lot more energy. I could stay up all night long doing uh, three shows sometimes. Um, I don't feel... You know, the same energy levels as I did years ago. Me and Guna would be up four in the morning doing messages, right? Uh, You know, I'm still up late, but I notice around 1, 2 a.m. I'm like, whoa, let me lay down. And that's because the curse of death is rolling around. Now, we fight that curse of death here on Watch Radio on our Telegram group chat when you join it. You will get messages to join our prayer group every day except Saturday and Sunday. We do communion, the body and the blood of Jesus, which is so important, by the way. I know some of you out there, well, that's just a ritual tradition. No, it's not. It literally is the power from your, for your journey to the homeland. When they, when they engaged in the eating of the lamb, they received strength. And when you researched that, it meant healing. Their bodies were healed. None feeble came out of Egypt. Why? 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 So they would have the energy to endure the run. Do you want the energy to endure the run? Where's the run? We need to make it to the promised land. Amen. And we're in that wilderness now. Oh, yeah. Now, what's the blood do? Rebuker of death. Death is an enemy of yours. Oh yeah. Because it's an enemy of the Lord. And the enemy destroys death. Now, if it's an enemy of the Lord, enemy of you. Now the curse of death is running in the land. It's attacking everyone's bodies. It was led in through disobedience. How do we toward it? How do we fight? How do we sustain the blood of Christ? Oh, yeah. The blood of Christ can be proclaimed, declared, decreed, and spoken in Jesus' name. I get it. Do it to demons all the time. But there's nothing better to doing what Jesus said to do, which he said, engage in this covenant. This would be my body. This would be my blood. And there's a blessing when you engage in that covenant. Do you believe that, Alan?
1: Yes, I saw it with Dan being healed of COVID in three hours, and I remember a couple days when I blew off doing communion, I remember I I was so down and out of energy and out of life and depressed. So uh, I make it a point every time we do communions for me to also have my body and blood of the Lord Jesus on me. Amen.
0: Right. Alan loves it. I love it. Now, we also do... Listening parties, we call them. Uh, listening parties are Mondays and Tuesdays where we listen to anointed teachings and then we commiserate. What's commiserating mean? We just go back and forth with our notes. We try to learn. Nothing wrong with that because I don't know everything. I learn from these guys, stuff, stuff I missed. And I've read that book many times, Christ the Healer. But Alan might come out with a, a blurb. And I say, wow, I never saw that before, the way he's seeing it. And I learn. We learn from each other. Now, what's so good about that is we're just taking these listening parties on Mondays and Tuesdays. You can join us 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, Also, we have prayer point, which one person will pray. We take your requests. All you got to do is say amen. That's not hard. And there'll be a point man prayer. Appointment prayers on Friday night. Thursday night is the JV Bible study. Wednesday is community prayer with communion. Monday is chicken finger combo night, where well, we do a listening party and communion and a small community prayer, meaning we go back and forth. Everybody has a time to pray. This is how we get through it, guys. We get together on that prayer line on a free conference call. So join our group. We don't ask anything from you, nothing. And uh, all we like to do is get you to say amen. Is that so hard? No. So communions, listening parties, we have a lot of fun. Join our Telegram group for the announcements on how to do that. Or I believe maybe we should just start posting the line. Some people don't have Telegram, I guess. So with that being said, Alan, can you read Revelation twenty-one eight?
1: Yes. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death.
0: Yeah, you could die once. And I hear people all the time say, well. They're in a better place now. And I'm like, well, let's look into that a little bit. Because this list that he just read talks about a second death. And um, this is like a long burning one. Like it says forever eons or something. And literally all liars is listed there. I'm going to warn you tonight, today, whenever you're listening to this, that lying will bring you to hell. Oh, yeah. If you're expounding on things, if you're exaggerating on things, the Lord don't like it. You got to dial that all back in. All this lying, the satanic libtards, the sons of Belial do brazenly, and they're seared in it, like Alan said earlier. Um. Yeah, they're going to burn. They don't have a good outcome, guys. And it's not that far off. It's right around the corner. It's going to be quite soon. They're going to be burning in magma for eternity. With the devil, by the way. So every now and then, as they're burning, as they're swimming in magma, they will run into the devil, and he'll be also in magma burning with the demons. It's
2: terrible. It's not good. Now, who wants to be there? Anyone? No. Oh. Have you ever burnt yourself on the stove just like, ow,
0: like that?
1: It yeah, hurts. Uh, a hot stove by accident. I burned, left a brown burn mark. Hurt a lot. Yes.
0: Imagine that on your entire body forever in magma. It's terrible. Like a lake of that. Is that good? Is that what you want? Is that what you're risking eternity for? Is that where you really want to play with the Lord in that gray zone and say, well, I'm going to do that. You want to lie? You want to cheat? You want to steal? You want to adulterate? A
2: perversionate? You're going there. It's that simple. I don't care what you've been told. This is what the word of God says.
0: You need to get ready. I need to get ready, real and right. So do I. I'm in check myself mode, meaning this message is in a mirror. And you know why? Because I can see the landscape. I can see where we're at. And we're
2: close. I didn't walk with the Lord all these years to screw it up now. No. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to get more focused. I got to do it. I got to get more focused on the Lord, man. I didn't come this far to screw it up. We've Amen. got to get ready, real, and
0: right, guys. Liars! Dial it in. I know some people, I won't mention names, they exaggerate. I'm not going to mention their name. But they just exaggerate crap. And I'm like, that's like a lie in a way, right? Where you're just making stuff up to make yourself
2: look better You can't do that. Just stop it. Stop lying. Even on taxes.
0: You know, we all do screw up, man. But we have to just get on our knees. Lord, please help me. I've made mistakes here and I'm worried about it. I'm concerned about it. I want to renounce it and get with you back on track. Help me walk with you, Lord, like Noah. Amen. Luke 17, 26 to 27. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They will be eating, they will be drinking. They will be marrying, being giving in marriage, until the day when Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Whoa! Let me me unwind that a little bit. Post-tribbers, forget it. Forget it. If you've ever read about the bulls and the levels of insanity going on, When God is unleashing. uh, I got news for you. You're not going to be eating and drinking and marrying and doing all those things. Okay. Which means the whole reflection of this message from the beginning has been the subtlety of certain fulfillments of Scripture. Oh, yeah. I would pose you questions like this. Are you seeing pangs of plagues on the earth? Are you seeing man hating one another, rising up against one another to kill one another? Pang of the red horse. Are you seeing that? I am. Now, you're saying I want more of that level. I got to have more of it because if I'm not going to see more of it, I don't believe it's fulfilled. And I'm saying to you, in the days of Christ,
2: they said the same thing. John the Baptist was eating bugs in animal skin. And he was the fulfillment
0: of Elijah returning. And that was one of the focal points that they had in Scripture to say, no, no, no. You
2: cannot be Christ because this, because of this. Be careful, guys. We, are, we could be missing it. It might not be to your level. And
0: I'm saying to you, the things that have been shall be again. That's what the Word of God says. So if that's true, could we be missing it? What level do you need? What level of fulfillment do you need to give you that sign? Now, here's the reason why it's going to be more subtle. You want to know why? Because I just read it to you.
2: I literally read it to you. It says it here. Just as in days of Noah. So it will be in the Son of Man.
0: Okay. There will be eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage. Well, that's talking about
2: partying and celebration and kind of a normality in the world. So, the pangs of craziness could still
0: be going on, but not to the level that you're expecting when you
2: read Revelation. I'm talking about the seals. Oh, yeah. We are in an age where we're closer than you think.
0: That's what I'm going to say to you. We are closer than we think. This
2: destruction that's going to be poured out is going to be unaware. So
0: says Christ, not me. I didn't say it. It says it right here. Is Christ the liar, Alan?
1: Absolutely not. He told no lie ever. And uh, he loves us and he is the truth and he is the light. Amen.
0: Second Peter 2.5. If God did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness with seven others, when he brought the flood on the, on the ungodly, will he spare us? Take heed, will he spare us? We have to look at these teachings of Peter here. Um, where are we going to be in this? If God spared not them, Peter's saying, we've got to be aware, right? Right. Noah walked with God. Noah walked with God.
1: And God called him perfect. And God conveniently provides a definition for perfect in the book of Job, calling Job, fears God and turns from evil. And then as we read more about the life of Job, talks about uh, uh, having the orphans eat at his table, fighting the wicked and uh, leaving the widows in a state where the widows were singing, which probably meant paying off their debts, for example. Amen.
0: Right. Yeah, Genesis six thirteen. Uh You got to remember, Jesus said, as in the days of Noah, everything we're saying, we're just telling you what Jesus said. And if you got a problem, take it with him. I mean, what do you want me to do? He said it. What does he mean by that? As in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man unleashes. Gee. Let's think about what happened in the days of Noah then. Duh. <laughs> come on. All right. Luke six thirteen, And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them on the earth. Okay, God got to a point here, obviously, where he saw fit to send judgment. However, God specifically mentions here the violence Alan touched on earlier in in Timothy of the fierceness, the violence, the anger, the angst. A lot of this stemmed from the online social media communities where people become callous and hating one another. They become an avatar to one another, and they hate themselves to an avatar, and they become filled with demons. They're betraying this behavior in a virtual mindset. Not just that, but the video game programming and psychotropics all working together to form this Generation Z type mentality of do nothing, sit around, everyone gets a trophy. There is morphing of trans everywhere. They have injected this doctrine. You know, I wanted to do a message on this with Alan about how powerful doctrine is. We're going to be touching on that. The power of a doctrine. Now, that's so important. The power of a doctrine can be backed up by the presence of God, if it's in God's truth, but it can also be backed up by demonic presence, and that also will bring a change, but not to the good. And I'll touch on the fact that the doctrine of this critical race theory, the doctrine of the uh trans and the and they notice they call you names, they want to beat you down with this name straw man thing where uh well you're a transphobe. Well you know what I say? I don't care. I like that. I might get an a hat that says that. Because they're shooting people right now. And they're hiding the manifesto, aren't they? Well, why shouldn't I be scared of that? Right? So, you know, they're shooters. I'm a transphobe. Call me that. I don't care. If you're a shooter and you're wearing lipstick, jumping around, you know, thinking you have no penis or you want to cut it off, you know, you're weird. So, I am transphobic, you. Right? Yeah. What are you going to do, Alan, if they call you that? Are you going to be upset?
1: I won't care. Alan um, don't care. Alan's, to...
0: Alan fights. One thing I preach about Alan is on Twitter, he fights these people with the word of God very effectively. Um, I just kind of hit them back from the level they're at, which is wrong. And that's why I probably get banned. Because you can't use the measure that they're me- measuring out on them. Uh, because the... It's not weighed for you. The satanic libtard algorithm is against. uh, It protects them. Now, I will tell you that the searing that's going on, the anger, the fierceness, the violence that's manifesting right now is a prophetic sign to you and me that we need to really get to a place of being called back to Bethel. I did a message 20 years ago called back to Bethel. i I like to find that. But I did a whole analysis of when Jacob was being called back to Bethel. I believe it could be in Genesis 40. Can you activate 90% of your brain, Alan, for... Jacob back to Bethel. Is it Genesis 38? Anyway. Let me see if I can find it. As Alan gets stronger processors, 90% of his brain becomes 80. Let me see. What is it Gen- Genesis 38? No.
1: Maybe it's Genesis 35. Maybe.
0: Uh. Is that back to Bethel? Is that when they... I trying to find it. It's been so long. Anyway, I did a message on that years ago on the importance of uh, Jacob coming to a realization that his house was polluted. Yeah, he did. He took a look around. And he said, God is calling us back to Bethel. Bethel. He ordered everyone and himself and his household to lay all the
2: abominations under the oak tree. That represents the cross. Putting
0: every abomination that we can under the cross. Oh, yeah. Now, Alan, is that Genesis? 35. Literally? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And
1: seriously.
0: Can you literally find the verse where they they were putting the abominable abominations under the tree?
1: Um, abominations under the tree, like
0: <laughs> I- idols and uh, earrings, we- weird things they had on their bodies. Anyway,
1: and they to Jacob all the strange gods which were in their hand and all their earrings which were in their ears and Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem
0: there you go I remember this word years ago
1: and then the next verses and they journeyed and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them and they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob
0: you see that there is power and holiness guys When you get ready, real, and right with God and you are putting down the abominations like Alan just showed you in the prophetic type and foreshadow in Genesis 35, uh, the terror of God begins to manifest around you in the right way where people reverence the Lord and they respect the Lord. And that's a good evangelistic outreach tool, by the way. What's those artifacts you have spurting over the mic? Me? Yeah, some weird artifacts are coming through. We're like, it's like you're trying uh, to become Popeye. Have,
1: uh, just uh, maybe it's either the laundry. All right. Well, note the time. I, I you I need to go back
0: and chair. listen to the weird manifestation you have. It's like it's like a one cup coffee, dude, manifesting.
1: No, I had I had the equivalent of five. Yeah, I had three, so I bro.
0: I had three cups. So don't even try. That's it. Yeah, three. That's it. You're the one spurting out weird sound artifacts at me. Yeah, because I had five. Sound like a freaking chicken coming at me. I don't know if God is telling me I'm like Peter right now, and, you, and you're trying to rooster me, or something.
1: Ah, uh, okay. I was so he by literally. Torture, so I, I, I I, uh, I, I had a chill in my chair. So um,
0: no, he's chilling. Was, you hear that, guys? He's chilling.
1: I had a chill, not not chilling.
0: He's chilling in his chair. We got to do a whole message of chilling in your chair. Okay. I don't know. And now he says, "I don't know."
1: No, I don't know about that message you just talked about. That's what I said.
0: As he chills, he does not know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not what I said.
0: <laughs> All right. So Alan read it. Now I would I would pose you this. God is calling us back to Bethel. Now, when you read that chapter, uh, the one thing I must say about Jacob is when he was being called
2: back to Bethel, he got concerned. He was concerned. It says it. Yeah.
0: God still loved him, but he had some abominations going on. And God said, come back to Bethel. Boom. He went into action and he got rid of all the abominations, put them under the oak, representing of the cross, the power
2: of Calvary to break that strange God. How many strange gods have been bouncing around some of us? Let's get rid of them God is
0: calling us back to Bethel Yeah You can't be a lover of this world I get it Eating Drinking festivities and marrying And ball games and soccer games And running around and ah, It's just going to continue forever
2: Ah, No You're going to be in the wrong place At the wrong time,
0: because you're not calculating where we are prophetically. And what you're expecting to see is not going to happen. Oh, yeah. I'm here to tell you that. And the way you're seeing the fulfillment of Scripture is not going to happen to the level that you've been taught and what you think.
2: I got news for you. I'm sorry. I get it. We want to be right.
0: We think we have things figured out. You know when you think when you know you have figure, things figured out is when you go to the
2: Lord and say Lord, I don't know. Please help. Please show me. That's when you you're on the right track. Don't rely on
0: even these online preachers, some of them. I'm one of the originals. I was like one of the first podcasts back in 2005. I've been around a long time. Longevity is in watching radio. Oh, yeah. And we put up, then we shut up. We've done meetings, revivals, mass deliverances. Alan's helped me with many. Many. God moved in power. Amen. What we say is backed up by power. That's what Paul said. What I'm preaching is backed up by power. He was coming against the false teachers of his time. Oh, yeah. There's many. There's many of false teachers going around. You come to a strike the head of the serpent meeting years ago. You show the power of God move. Wow. Well, I wonder why God moved that way. Gee, it's because God backs up the word and the word that when it's spoken in truth, it's going to be backed up in power.
2: Do you bear witness to anything I'm telling you here today? Yes. Now,
0: how are we going to walk with God? That's my question to myself. Um. I keep going back to this. The Lord shut them in. The Lord shut them in.
2: The Lord closed the door. Not Noah. I'm telling you, folks. Prophetic signs are being fulfilled before your eyes.
0: Just... Take a moment and reflect on it. I would urge you to just scan the prophetic landscape for a moment. Alan touched on the lying. And it it really, I was thinking about the same thing he said about two days ago when I saw that John claude Clown-Pierre just brazenly lying. And I'm saying to myself, I've never seen something like this where they just lie. And they're prevailing. And I'm saying, why is God allowing them to prevail? Because this Antichrist spirit, the conquering spirit, Revelation 6, with the bow, you're reminded of Nimrod for a reason, conqueror, right? Mighty hunter of men. Well... Guess what? That's that conquering, nimrodic spirit that's moving in the land. God is allowing this. And you might say, why? Well, it says in Daniel 7, why? God wants to alert you that you get made white.
2: It says many were made white. What does that mean? Clean. Clean. This message here today is to alert you and me and ourselves clean back to Bethel. Do it. Whatever it takes. Why? Because eternity's at stake. That's why. Yeah.
0: Eternity. Eternity's like long. Right, Alan? Like how long is it?
1: Like after 100,000 years of eternity, you have just as much eternity left of eternity.
0: Yeah, that's like a long time. Endlessly. Now, do you want to roll the dice
1: on that? No, I want to be following Jesus, putting God on the gospel first, worshiping Jesus, helping the poor, fighting the wicked. Everything else it says in the Bible. Amen.
0: Alan's not going to roll the dice. I wonder why. Because he's not stupid. That's why. We don't want to be stupid and roll the die. You know, I almost went to hell, literally. And I literally saw a bargaining going on with my soul, with demons. I was going to hell. Oh, yeah. That's how I got saved. That's why I'm a believer today. And I'm going to write this up. John Ramirez wants me to have that in the book uh, we're coming out with. But, you know, that scared me, like almost going to hell. So I'm here to tell you it's real. That's why I went out Sunday morning after that happened, and I bought a King James Bible. That morning, I was online there at Barnes & Noble in Massapequa. I don't even know if it's still there on Sunrise Highway or is America Road I don't know but I ran over there to get a Bible
2: oh yeah I had the fear of the Lord on me I know people
0: say that's not right shouldn't fear God he's love well when you are out of your body And you're being sucked into a vortex of hell. And you can't get back into your body. And there's demons around bargaining with angelic powers to drag you to hell. And a giant hand comes down and says no. And you get sucked back into your body. And there's an explosion of fire in your chest. And your heart starts back up again. And you get sucked back into your body. And you're able to move. And you're deaf for 20 minutes after that. You can't hear anything.
2: Yeah, that's kind of alarming. It's alarming. So I went and bought a Bible. That was my evangelistic outreach, how I got saved.
0: It's different than some of yours. The person I was with is dead, unfortunately. Yeah, drug overdose. So, you know, this was a long time ago, 90s. Uh, It was a different world, you know, a lot of partying. Uh, New York nightlife was different back then. Uh, You know, all these, it was a different world The 90s. I was a partier. Partier and fornicator. That's what I like to do i go to clubs, Twilo, The Tunnel, Sound Factory, you know, Carbons, all these clubs, The Limelight. Anybody remember that one? It used to be a church, ironically. And I'd be walking around in this church, you know, loaded up on all these drugs and, you know, just living chaotically.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Chaotically. It was,
0: you know, what I did. And God shut it down.
2: I shut that all down. The Lord had mercy on me. That's right.
0: And I'll never forget it. And the best thing that ever happened to me was the Lord. And I know Alan would justify the same. Alan, what's the best thing that ever happened to you?
1: When I got born again in late 1999, I, on our, strangely around the same time you did. Uh, basically, he uh, gave me new life. He's cleaned me up. And uh, these are the best days of my life, being a yeah. Christian for 23, about 24 years now. Amen.
0: Yeah, and Alan's a seasoned believer. He's a man of God. I'm happy I ever met him. And we've done meetings together. We're going to do more. We do messages together. We have the ministry on the joint telegram or we're going to post the phone number literally. Alan, what is the phone number?
1: The phone number is area code 669-275-1343. That's the number to dial in at 6.30 p.m. Eastern every weekday. Amen.
0: Six thirty Eastern every weekday. We have something going on. You can hang out with us. I like it. Alan likes I it. Like it. And we 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 commune with one another. We actually commune with the Lord, literally. And you know, it's important to join together with like mind believers. There's Hebrews a 10, strength 25. We
1: forsake not the gathering of ourselves. And because we listen to Christ the healer twice a week, the quality yeah. of our prayers are increasing. Because, for example, we're getting the hang of the whole past tense uh, blessings provided, such as in uh, Galatians 3.13. We have been redeemed from the curse of the law. 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes we were healed. 2 Peter 1.3, we have received all things that pertain to life and godliness. So we get this—we don't have to— we're learning not to beg as much to God and say, "God, you already provided these things. I praise you and thank you. I received them." Instead of saying, "Oh, God, will you can answer my prayer?" Oh, so we're we're growing as we do these things. Amen.
0: Yeah, that's the word of the Lord right there. Faith is believing and thanking God for the outcome. We could still get before the Lord and plead with the Lord, and also confess and declare and decree the word and thank God for it. I I do combo with the Lord. The reason why I do combo is because King David did it. King David would combo. He would get before the Lord, petition the Lord for mercy and grace, and then he would shift immediately into kingship anointing, and in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. He would go into a completely forceful power and speaking the word of God. So he had that. And you might wonder why King David was like that. Uh, That's because he understood the kingship anointing, which he obviously had, literally. And he understood the priestly anointing, which was beseeching the Lord. And he can shift between the two of them did a whole message on this that YouTube deleted. Uh, I'd like to find it, but we should understand how to move. And if you want some reference for scripture, for those that read the Bible still, uh, I think it's in, is uh, it in Chronicles where David was ripped down in Ziklag? Uh, they burnt the city down and took his, took Everything and not just from him his men which were mighty men by the way they were under a corporate anointing of david which made them dangerous yeah there is a corporate anointing and the kingship anointing and the, the mighty men the 30 uh how many mighty men were there now i think fig- i might be might be wrong can you activate 90% of your brain real quick
1: I'm now attempting to actually... Just type in,
0: to brain, (laughs) how many David's Mighty Men were there? Because I don't want to be wrong.
1: How many? many, uh, Let me see if I can be...
0: His brain's taking a while. I I often say he's got a 286 processor. That's only when he has no coffee. We're up to at least 486 or Pentium.
1: Very gracious of you, Richard.
0: You might be a Pantheon with a fan right now.
1: I appreciate your unswerving benevolence. He and the six hundred men that were with him. There we go. Praise the Lord.
0: Well, how many mighty men were there?
1: Oh, how many mighty men? Oh, yeah. Was, okay, give me another. Yeah, there was seconds. a certain
0: hmm. of, un, under his anointing that were, were had the fighting skill of him. Anyway, what I was, what I meant, what I was saying was is that in Ciclag, they looked at his leadership as being a problem. They said, whoa. And these were dangerous fighters. Yeah. When God's anointed you as a killer and a fighter, you're dangerous. And David knew it. He said, "I'm, I'm screwed. Because they were turning on him now. They said they were going to kill him because they felt like his leadership has failed. And that was a pretty bad moment for David. So he he put on the ephod. That was a priestly anointing he went into. Yeah. When trouble came, he, he didn't go into kingly anointing. He shifted. He went into priestly. And he literally
2: put on the ephod, which he actually was not supposed to wear. He did it. And with the
0: ephod, they had a certain stone set up on the chest where they would get words from the Lord in a certain way. And he was able to get a message from God that way by going into a priestly anointing of beseeching the Lord. So David can bounce between two. So try to get into that mindset of the priestly king and the kingly anointing of the Lord. Now, how many mighty men were there, Alan?
1: Uh, it was either 30 or 37. I, I okay, so I either. said
0: 30. I said it. I was literally correct. And he added the seven to make me feel like I was wrong.
1: Well, maybe. Like,
0: well, possibly seven, you know. It literally says 30 in Scripture. Okay.
1: Yeah, but a total of 37 men are listed, even though they're called the 30. So, Just to uh, knock me
0: down, he found an extra seven. Okay. Well,
1: you know. This guy's unreal, bro. Um, I keep you humble, Richard.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you got me. But you, you heard where I'm going with that. But Alan's right. We need to learn, especially the kingly anointing, and that's the confession, declare, and decree. God loves that, by the way. He loves believers. He loves looking for people that believe his word. And through trials and tribulations, they hold fast to the word of the Lord. You got to hold fast to your profession, confession. And how do you do that? Well, when you're believing the word and you're declaring the word, there will be testing, unfortunately, I had to go through it with my leg. And the testing was not fun. I'm not going to lie to you. I wish I could sit here and say it was fun. No, being in pain and crippled was not fun. And not being able to walk and carry stuff around is not fun. Alan remembers me with that. I, I had a brace, metal brace, right, Alan, on my leg.
1: I remember that people praying over you. Yeah. I'm glad you finally took it off and said, I'm healed. That's it. And you just didn't care. And God, and then that's when the power hit you. And, and that's when it happened when you said I'm healed. And
0: now, what, the God. way Alan explains it, it sounds simple. Because in a nutshell, it's supposed to be, and it is. However, with the receptors of pain coming in and with the devil's kingdom flowing doubt into my mind. With those two, um, gets a little heated because the receptors of pain and the receptors of doubt. Because the enemy is does not want you to have the victory, so he's coming out like a flood. So you got to rise up your game with the word. You got to say if the if the word of God is the weapon, how do I wield it? And the way I, f- I finally figured it out um, worked, but it took some time, you know, maybe six to eight months
1: of you learning that those yeah. are li- the, all the pain you were experiencing and the doubt Satan was hitting you with, those were all lying vanities, in the words of Jonah, that you overcame with the word, and when you acted on the word and said, that's it. 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes, I was healed. I'm healed. I don't care. And you ripped off your leg brace and you said, I'm walking. And that's when the power hits you. And you wrote them up. Amen.
0: Yeah. The way Alan says it sounds simple. But what he forgets is God gave me a dream that morning. The dream was a booster. Because in the dream, I was healed. And... That's such an importance, right, Alan? You know, dreams are so important because it says in Job, the Lord speaks to us in a dream. And without a vision, a dream's like a vision. My people perish. We should be seeking God and writing our dreams, praying over them. So important. But right, Alan, that was a booster for me because when I had that, I said, that's it. Because I'm a big Amen. believer in dreams. The Lord knows that too. Yeah.
1: No, de- definitely, whenever we hear from God, uh, apart from the word, it's definitely a boost. For example, I was confessing, uh, I was worshiping Jesus and confessing God has given me a wife. Praise God, praise God, praise God. I was doing that for one year and nine days when uh, Minister Ritchie received that prophetic word about the exact nationality and age of the wife the Lord has graciously chosen out for me. And that was a boost to my faith, too, because, you know, you're worshiping God for a year and nine days and saying, I praise you and thank you for sending me a wonderful wife. Thank you, God. And then you get a prophetic word that's like a dream in and that, in that it's a message from God. And that boosted my faith, too. And that's, oh, wow, she God's picked her out and he's and she even has a nationality and an age. And that gives me something to shoot for and listen and right. look forward to and to Boost my faith to keep on doing the things I've been doing, especially since right before that, I started uh, because of our Christ the Healer studies of uh, chapter four, where the entire chapter is on the compassion of God. It's on Psalm 145 verses eight and nine. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies over all his works. Once I added that to my meditations regarding the wife I was receiving, that's when that prophetic word hit Minister Ritchie, and that boosted my faith even further. Amen.
0: Right. And Minister Ritchie uh, got blessed recently. And incidentally, uh, he called me at the same time you were talking about that the other day at the same time. So it's more confirmation. But also, faith without works is dead. So when we do get the word, when we do get the uh, revelation prophetically, we have to put action in it. And that action, we have to sometimes figure it out. In my case, I had to rip that brace off and start walking in pain for a while.
1: Acting healed.
0: Right. And I had to show the Lord wants you to put works behind your faith. You could just say, I believe it, and then sit. That's not how it works. There has to be some engagement you have to put the works behind it and the works could simply be in a lot of cases yeah can be you declaring the decreeing and confessing and praising god for it that's a way of putting things into works amen that's a way that's the beginning of it Start thanking the Lord for the vision. Thanking the Lord, even though it hasn't f- completely fulfilled to the world's perception,
1: to your perception, it is. Once Amen. you come to and when that. Work, yeah. And when I needed to work in uh, 2011, 2012, and 2015, I would praise and thank God for giving me a job. And I'm just looking for it, but he's given me a job. And I would send out resumes. So uh, but I never doubted that I had a job. And I said I never doubted I had a job because in the word of God, it says he who will not work, neither should he eat. So it's a lawful request to ask for work. So uh, it's not, you know, off the charts, you know, like, oh, I want my I want my neighbor's wife. That's an unlawful request. Oh, God, help me rob this bank. That's an unlawful request. It's a lawful request. So that's why I could trust in God and act on it by sending out resumes and get jobs every time.
0: Amen. Amen. That that was a good testimony. Yeah. So I can't believe how long we went today. I know you're probably sick of listening to us or me specifically. Mostly you. Yeah, mostly me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I often listen to myself and I said man, I I have to shut it off. But yeah, I know. Um, With that being said, we're going to tie this message up. Remember the prayer line we have. But we'll be back with the message we want to we want to we want to continue the word that we started. We had a a malfunction here, but uh the stork knows uh the stork knows it's time. We want to get into um you know the spirit of uh, uh of discerning discerning the times. And the reason why we've been focusing on a lot of this is because We want everybody to be ready, real, and right, but we also want this to be used as an evangelistic outreach tool because once you're ready, real, and right, like Alan spoke on, the terror of God went around them. That's the anointing because the terror of God is repentant, meaning I want to be right with God. You know, Jonathan Edwards preached a message, Sinners in the Hand of an Angry God, and the terror of the Lord went out over the whole region. And people, there's accounts of people holding on to poles and trees because they said they felt their soul descending into hell. And they wanted to get right with God. That message terrified the land, which is a good thing. You should want to get right with God. So sinners in the hand of an angry God had a terrorizing anointing on it. That anointing led many to get right with God because the fear of going to hell uh, scared them, like how I got saved, right? And that necessarily is a good thing because some people say that's not a good thing. These grace overload people, I know, I get it. God is love, brother, you know, all that stuff. Come on, man. The fear of the Lord, the
2: terror of the Lord. Peter talks about it. Continually, let's believe them, the apostles.
0: So, the cake-baked flim-flammers, I don't need them.
2: I don't need you. Leave everyone alone. Now, there are certain accounts where the Lord's grace
0: must be ministered in a certain way at a certain time. I get it. But that's the Lord shifting. I had that happen to me years ago. I uh, was with Foss, which is a horrifying preacher at the time, where you just preach hellfire message, and I get it. So I, I wanted to preach a hellfire message. I was down on uh, the Five Corners in Manhattan. There used to be a club down there called The Vault. It was an S&M Sadist club. I said to myself, let's go set up the sound system down there. I had a PA system, ran on batteries, big one. A uh, fender pass, I can't remember the name of it. fender passport, maybe. But we were down there with that speaker system. I had banners set up. These banners that would come up seven feet tall. Speaker system. And I remember watching the people go into this club. And I was looking at them, and, God, I'll never forget it. And, man, it's almost really, I could see it in my mind right now, where they were looking at me, and I had the speaker system, and I remember one particularly looked at me, and he had a, a horse saddle on. A horse saddle, and I remember thinking to myself. And he looked at me almost a a, a, a face of desperation. You know, like like <laughs> he wasn't. He looked at me like we looked at each other, and he had a, a look of desperation, and he had a horse horse saddle on.
1: Like he went to church when he was young and he never really caught on and he saw you while he was going in there and he was like, this is, this might be my last chance. Save me. And like that.
0: I don't know. He's with another group of people. There was a, um, like a mistress, you know, this is a, a wacky club and I remember I wanted to go there because I remember years ago I actually went in that place, you know, back in. Maybe late 80s, you know, me and my friend Vito just thought it would be funny to go in there. And I remember yeah. thinking to myself, you know, we got the hell out of there. I said, this place is sick. Good. And we were actually perverted back then. And I'm saying to myself, I can't handle this place. We got the hell out. That's how bad it was.
1: Yeah, the word of God says, uh, let he who stands take heed lest he fall. If you had, God forbid, God forbid, run into the wrong woman giving you the wrong look at the, at the you know, God forbid anything could have yeah. happened. I'm glad you got out. Amen.
0: Yeah, that, that, that club is actually in the movie Single White Female. Have you ever seen Single White Female? They changed the name of it, but that's the club that I'm talking about. In the, in the movie, Single White Female, when they go down in that dungeon, dungeon that's the vault. That's the club. That's where I set up the PA system. The guy's walking by with this crowd of people, and uh, one of them had the horse saddle, and he had this look of desperation, and I just felt like the Lord told me. I just picked up the microphone, and I prayed. I I asked the Lord. I said, Holy Father, anoint this atmosphere in a 50-yard radius where your fire is manifesting in conviction force to lead these people to you. That was my prayer. And... Wouldn't you know it? It started to happen. And at that moment, they were walking by and the Lord told, I felt the impression of God's spirit tell me, do not preach the hellfire message. Okay. And I felt the urgency in my spirit to go to the wedding feast in the book of Matthew of the highways and byways. And I preached that. Praise Lord. And I started preaching about the highways and byways, how Lord, Lord loves you and is inviting you to the wedding feast. He loves you. I, pre- I preach like that. And wow. wouldn't you know it, they started coming up to me. And I thought they were going to attack me. They were weeping. And one of them came up from behind me and whispered and said, I'm a believer and thank you for being here tonight. And he was crying. And I'm saying to myself, God's spirit is moving. But I shifted the message. And when you're in tune with God's spirit, when he tells you to do something, you get good results. I got good results that night. Praise God. Now, there's another bad part of that story I don't want to get into right now. But the beginning started off great. Someone else got the microphone and it got bad. We almost got killed because the other person started talking about you're going to hell guy and preaching like that. And then all oh, of a man. sudden I got
1: some I yeah. loved some sinners glory I I loved some sinners to the point where they just wanted to become Christians and the first thing they said after I started working on them was, You Alan, you make the Bible so interesting. And then after a while, they said, Alan, it's, it's because you love us so. And um, two people ruined that after they got born again. The same person that ruined that night for you and also um, their father ruined it by dragging them into some of the worst Christianity in all of Los Angeles. So um, sometimes we get people for the Lord and we don't do the things that are needed to keep them with the Lord. And then, so uh, I'm sorry that happened to you.
0: Yeah, well, this is a dangerous moment because we were in a, we were downtown, you know, we were in a uh, pretty bad area, I think it was mm-hmm. close to the meatpacking district over there, and I'll tell you the um, Mike, Iron, uh, Iron Mike came up from behind me and said, pack the stuff quick, they're moving in on us. So with that weird, the other guy that took the microphone and said, you go to hell, guy. Oh, he said, he, he, one girl barked back at him. He said, you're fat, like that. Once that happened, the spirit of God, you couldn't even feel the spirit of the Lord anymore. It was like terror for us. So Mike came up from behind me and says, pack everything, get the, get the banner, they're moving in on us, we're going to get killed. And, um that's that we had a ran run out of there. Mike pulled the car up on the left on the right side, opened the door, said, "Get in." I packed everything up the fender uh the fender uh p a system, I threw it in the back of the car, and we pulled out of there. That's the problem. You got to be in tune with what the Spirit of the Lord's telling you to preach because if you go into the wrong message at the wrong time and you're not doing it in love, you open the door to the enemy. You could get killed.
1: You know, one, one time I remember a preacher saying that, uh, he's quoting the Bible, because the Bible says, the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Yeah, he's he, and he interpreted that as, the Bible will kill you unless you read it with the help of the Holy Spirit and act on the right parts at the right time. So, while there's a place for... A hellfire message It certainly wasn't that night, and you heard correctly, and that other guy ruined it, and that's really sad.
0: Yeah, and you know what did it is reminding me of me, you know? When I saw some of those people in bondage, I thought of me, you know? Because mm-hmm. I, I worked in the porn industry with setting up porn centers. I came out of a dark life, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know... I thought of me. I said, well, God saved me. You know, he loves these wackos too, you know, and that's what happened. So I'll never forget that. I'll never, ever, ever forget that night. And I was so happy to see the spirit of the Lord. You know, when the spirit of the Lord moves like that, you don't even have to do much work. It's like people already repenting. And you're just like, oh, wow, you're repenting. And you're like, wow, (laughs) you didn't even do much. It's like God is doing it. It's a miracle. It's a great place to be where the spirit of the Lord is convicting and you just kind of hang out and reap it, reap the rewards of it because you're leading that person into prayer. And it's a beautiful moment. But when the Spirit of the Lord's doing it, there's no intellect involved. There's no debate anymore. There's no back and forth. I'll get I'll get into another story where I saw this happen down on Bleecker Street. No, down on Saint Mark's. We used to preach at two thirty, three in the morning all the time on a street called Saint Mark's. Uh, it literally is a famous street in New York City. And in fact, if you ever seen the cover of Led Zeppelin's uh, physical graffiti album, that's on St. Mark's, that building. It's still there, that building. And that, you know, there's old tattoo shops and it's crazy. But I had an incident happen over there. I'm not going to get into it tonight, but we had a crowd of mockers around us. And I, I want you, I want to tell you that story because when, when the spirit of the Lord is moving, you do not have to do much work. I want to be in that place where the spirit of the Lord is moving and it's a wonderful thing and it's in meetings, it's in deliverance, it's in healing. We have to tap into it. We need to get into that level and we have to remain in it. Amen, Alan? Amen. Amen. Alan, do you have anything in closing you'd like to add into this two-hour message you've given us here?
1: It's not my fault. But anyway, uh, remember, uh, remember every day to worship God because um, you can do everything. You can tithe. You can love people. You can pass out tracts. um, You can work hard and be honest. But if you don't worship, if you don't worship Jesus, if you don't get to the point in your love walk with Jesus where you worship him out of your own free will, you you will never be anything but a stumbler in this life because uh, the, the prophetic word given regarding worship uh, to a man of God decades ago was when I look down and I see an individual person worshiping me or a church worshiping me or a special individual person worshiping me alone. I begin to work right then through angels and the Holy Spirit to give that person everything they want because they've obeyed the number one law of God. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and soul and strength and mind. So may we always do that and put God first in everything we do, and we'll be successful despite these perilous times we live in. Amen.
0: Good word. Right on. That's that's a good way to end this broadcast today, what Alan just said. And we will be back next week or before then. And remember the phone call uh, we have every weekday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. So, with that being said, we are signing off. Brother Alan, I'll give you a call in a little bit. Amen? The Lord loves you, and I love you, and Alan loves you, but the Lord loves you more than Alan does. All right? God bless you all. Good night, guys. Good day.